0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon to whatever part of the world you're in. This is PB&J with another episode of Relationship Dilemmas. Um, Today we're going to discuss military men. Um, The branch that we're going to discuss today is the Navy. Um, I saw where I had did a couple of podcasts and um, it was brought to my attention that I didn't finish. So I do apologize to those of you who were Waiting on the um, on the podcast for the additional branches of the military. So today we're going to discuss the Navy. Um, as I've said in my previous podcast, um, the dilemmas are pretty much the same across the board as far as um, the deployment is concerned, being you know away from family and friends and um, your 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 home of familiarity. It's pretty much it's pretty much the same, but. Each one has their own um, their own dilemmas, um, is the best way to put it. So for the Navy, um, you learn that a lot of them have a lot of immaturity. Um, they start, you know, a lot of going to the military young at 18, um, 19, 20, Um, You'll learn that, too, that some of them that go into the military itself may have had some unresolved um, mental health issues that did not get satisfied prior to getting in. And then when they get into the military, um, it exacerbates. Um, So being in the military kind of made it worse. Now, you will find that depending upon um, their career goal that they establish when they're in the Navy can add a lot of pressure on a lot of the young uh, men and women um, that are in the the Navy, um, you'll find that the people who are in the Navy, um, they have a sense of immaturity. They do get married super super early almost um, immediately wants to get in. Um, as I said in my previous podcast, is for financial gain only. Um, they don't make a lot of money, so you can't really expect that. I think one of the um, better things about the Navy is that um, they do push for you to establish a career goal, whereas some of the other ones, you, your career is you know your military life, whereas with the Navy, um, they look for you to get that college education as an incentive to be able to as an incentive to be able to, um, to, be able to uh, gain rank and uh, gain financial stability. Um, one of the biggest things that you will hear about um, Navy is um, it is is homosexuality um, not that's not to say that it's not common ground in other branches, but um, it is more so prevalent in this particular branch. Um, so when it comes to establishing a relationship with someone in the, uh, the Navy, um, you want to make sure that you ask questions um, and you got to be direct with your questions. Don't beat around the bush. Um, you don't, um, you know, don't be hesitant. Um, is the best way to put it. Don't be hesitant about asking questions, um, and make sure that you make your um, your grounds known. What you want, what you expect uh, within the relationship. No hidden agendas. No no games. No um, you know no, no no dragging you into something that you know you know that genuinely you don't want to get yourself involved in. Um, you'll find that um, in that particular branch of the military, um, it's a lot of immaturity, and that's because they generally have no sense, I wouldn't say they don't have no sense of responsibility, but if they come straight out of high school and go straight into the Navy, the Navy pretty much takes care of, um, and, and, and that's not to say that about all of the branches of the military, but I'm um, speaking about Navy in particular, they really do take care of their cadets. They take very good care of them um, financially as far as, you know, living in the barracks, not having to be financially responsible for bills and things of that nature. So you want to ask those questions if they live in the barracks, how long they've been in the barracks, because it kind of gives you an idea of what to expect with them in the real world, because they're not really prepared for the real world if they've been in the barracks for, you know, five, 10, 15 years, you know, coming straight out of. Um, high school and going straight into the military so you'll find that they'll become more problematically financially and emotionally they won't be there because they really haven't had the full dynamics of a relationship of a marriage of of having to pay bills and those level of responsibilities then you'll have those that um, make very immature decisions um, that you know either one they grow into um, learning that, you know, that was a bad idea or, you know, you'll have some that will know that it's a bad bad idea and will, you know, recreate that same scenario um, in their life in the next phase. So we want to make sure that when you're dating someone that's in the Navy, um, you want to take into account the level of maturity, ask questions that, you know, everyday life you want to know, you know, do you have any bills? Do you have a car card insurance? Do you pay it on time? And what is your credit like? Don't be afraid to ask them. Ask them these questions because you're going to be dealing with um, this individual for the long haul. Now, the advantage of dating military men in general is that, you know, the military does frown on divorces and they do frown on infidelity. And depending upon how long you've been married and what state you got married in will determine whether or not you get half their retirement, have um, paid spousal support, child support. Um, You have easier access to making sure that you're taken care of if you are um, a spouse of someone in the military. So for those of you who... uh, Are dating someone in the military, take into account um, when they're young and they get exposed to um, a whole nother world or they've been sent over the seas, you know, don't be naive. Don't be naive naive into thinking that, you know, they're going to, you know, they're going to be on their best behavior, you know, when they're away from you six months to a year. Um, Don't be naive to that. Um, Expect um, the unexpected, um, and, and determine whether or not that's something that you really want to be dealing with. Not to say that navy men are all bad men because that's not going to be the case for all of them, but I will say that that is a common theme. They do tend to fraternize with one another in their barracks, um, even though they're not supposed to, um it still happens. You have men and women alike. They, they sleep around quite a bit, um, on the Navy side of things. Um, I'm not going to say that that's not the same for all branches, but you know, as I said before, we're talking about, uh, the Navy. Um, they do have, um, high instances of, um, STDs and things of the like. They do have, um, a lot more, um, emotional uh, baggage that they carry that you may not be aware of. Um, A lot of uh, mental health issues that you may not um, be aware of as well. And so when you're dating someone um, in the Navy, you've got to make sure that you educate yourself on who they are as a person and what you are to expect. Um, Don't let the, you know, uniforms, you know, gear you into, this fantasy type mentality because it will do that you know when you see a man in 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 uniform you you think you know when you see it you're like oh man I want somebody like that that's going to take care of me and take charge and he's probably strong and can fight and all this other wonderful stuff that goes on in our heads as women when we are that um We're with that weaker vessel that desires to be the damsel in distress that's being saved by our knight in shining armor type type mind. So you want to be realistic about it. Not to say that they're all um, bad individuals because they're not. You do have some that are good and that have very great intentions and that um, do intend to do the right thing. So you want to wean out the good with the bad, you want to weed those out. So you want to pay attention, you know, find out what their goals are, find out if they're in school, if they're actively in school, what are they doing in school, did they get a degree, if they're, <clears throat> if they're, you know, hanging out at the bars a lot or going out with their friends a lot, nine tenths out of ten. Right now, a relationship is not going to be priority. I would never advise marrying anybody in the Navy, you know, young, 18, 19. You, they, you, you don't know anything at that stage in your life. You're still trying to learn yourself. But you'll find that they will make those type of immature decisions since getting married for, you know, immature reasons, which is in this case would be just financial gain. And, of course, when you get that type of immature um, mindset, then you you end up getting disappointed because the relationship doesn't last because the foundation was not even there. The foundation was totally, you know, it's like building a house and putting the wrong stuff down and expecting to build a whole house off of that. You know, at some point it, um, it'll crumble. And it's the same way with being in a relationship with someone who marries you <clears throat> super early for financial gain. It doesn't, you know, it generally doesn't last. It's one of those things that you want to make sure that you are clear on. Um, and and for those of you who are wanting to date someone that's in the Navy, you'll find that they have been divorced. Um, quite a few of them, you know, probably of them have already been divorced by the time you get to them in your 30s. You'll find that they've already been married, divorced, and, you know, may have a kid or two, may not have a kid, you know, it's just, um, it's so much that gets involved with dating someone um, in the Navy. Uh, One of the biggest things, of course, is the the traveling. Um, That's pretty much common in all the military branches when they are far away from home, you know, they do tend to do a lot of um, in some of these countries uh, that they go to, they have houses where, you know, they have prostitutes. And so they're readily available. Um, some of them, you know, they're out the open. Some of these countries have. Um, open areas where prostitution is legal it's acceptable it's okay and um you do have men that are in the military that has no problem getting you know involved in dating you know or not dating but more so sexually involved with women in these different countries and women alike it's the same thing um one of the biggest things too um for a lot of them is the emotional um instability that they may not be there for you emotionally. You may be looking for someone that, you know, that's going to care about you, that's going to call you, check up on you. They may not be there emotionally once they get, you know, their feet nice and wet into the into the military and they're just traveling and enjoying the world. Um, you'll find that at some point they'll become emotionally unavailable to you and it can be kind of stressful within the relationship. Um, for those of you who wanted to know, well, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do when you're married already and <clears throat> you want to know? What do you do when you feel like your marriage is falling apart? The key is co- uh, communication and counseling. Um you have to be able to communicate communicate, communicate um if you're already married you're new and you're just starting out and you don't want um the fear of infidelity to be part of your um and your stigma within your relationship communicate communicate, communicate communicate, communicate. I cannot say that enough communicate especially when you start having children because it can be a real uh, damper on a relationship when your significant other has been deployed and you are left with a you know a two year old you a one year old and you're on your own and he or she is not there to help you take care of your children and be there for you emotionally so that you can have a sense of you know, wholeness within your marriage, it can be really stressful. So I push that you communicate with one another as often as you can so that you don't feel like they're not there. Um, and it does, you know, the more you communicate, the less likely it is for he or she to um, find the need to get an established or establish a um an emotional connection with someone else. So the more you talk to your spouse when they're overseas, the more you engage in a um, a spiritual connection, sexual connection. Um, the better you can kind of uh, enhance your relationship. That when you do two, when you do, when you two do come together. Um, It heightens the relationship and brings forth a stronger bond between you and your significant other. So we want to we want to take those things into account when it comes to being in a relationship with someone in the the Navy. You want to make sure that you communicate on a regular basis as often as you can. Um, Make sure that there is a that person that you're with, you know, sympathize and understands with you the need to, you know, him, him or her to be there for you while they're away and make sure that the commander is aware. Now, if you're worried that he may be cheating, I I can't tell you that he may not be. Um, If you're worried that she may be cheating, I cannot tell you that she may not be, you know, uh, military men, when you get into these relationships, you want to get married. No, I don't, don't do it. You know, get educated. You know, because you have that as a um, you have that as a as a Plan B to your Plan A, which is your military career. So you have something to fall back on. Go ahead and educate yourself while the military is willing to take care of you and pay your expenses. In doing so, that's some of the advantage of it. But you gotta take the good with the bad. Yeah, if that's not something you really want to. Um, put yourself in, don't do it, do not do it if you feel like you are not emotionally secure, if you're the type that been in past relationships where infidelity was an issue um don't do it because all you're gonna do is emotionally you're gonna be an emotional roller coaster you're gonna have constant ups and downs where you're why did you call me? Why didn't you text me? You know, I worry about you, blah, blah, blah. And you'll find that as time progress, it will frustrate the individual that you're doing it to, whether he's in the military or the woman that's, you know, or the man that's having to sit at home and wait for you to come home. So it's a stressor. Trust is a major, major component to dating someone. Or being married to someone that is in the military. Uh, If there's no trust, hang it up, close the door, walk away, it's not going to work. Because that is the uh, component to really, that's like the the super glue to a relationship with dating anybody that's in the military. That trust got to be so on point to where you know that that man or that woman that you are in a relationship with you're not going to be concerned about. You can sleep at night. Um, one thing you don't want to be is, you know, not being able to sleep. And women and men alike, when you're dating someone who's overseas and they're in the, you know, they may be fighting for a country or you don't know what they may be going through. Um, you don't want to add that stressor to their, their their psyche. You don't want to add that. All it does is it just makes things worse. And they could become, depending upon. What they're experiencing over there can determine, you know, their liability to being available to you, their ability to be available to. They may not be available to you like how you would want for them to be and emotionally they may not be there. So these are the things you got to really seriously consider when you're dating someone that's in the Navy, that's, you know, in the water for so many, you know, months and you're away from, you know. Your familiar surroundings, you're around a bunch of strangers that you have to get to know, so be careful um that's the navy um i think I think I might have went through all the branches um if not i'll I'll check through my podcast to make sure that I went through all the branches for you guys. um I know it's tough um I do salute and respect all the military personnel, those who get in you know. For the love of the country, and even if you didn't go for the love of the country, but for the love of career, I, I respect you know I respect them all because they didn't have to make that as a decision, you know they could always you know take other routes. But if you're going to date someone within these branches of the military, um, please take into consideration what I said, and please um, be cognizantly aware of what it is that you're um, choosing to partake in your life and accept as part of your life and determine whether or not that's something you can handle in your life. These are still lives. The emotions are still real. And it can get ugly when we uh, make decisions out of pure selfish gain as opposed to love. Alrighty, I wish you all the best. Till next time, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon to whatever part of the world you are in. This is PB&J with another episode of Relationship Dilemmas. And on this particular episode, we're going to discuss a little bit about uh, having kids, um, children, um, that we get into relationships with, either male or female, um, and they have kids and some of the dilemmas that we're faced with. Um, uh, probably a two, a two part episode because, uh, there's so many different dynamics that comes with being in a relationship and the dilemmas that come with being in a relationship with someone with children. So, uh, the first one we're going to discuss specifically is going to be in relationship, not relationship, in relation to, um, being, finding someone and finding out that they're having children that they have children Um, one of the biggest things that I I tell everybody that when you're getting involved with someone who has kids um, we got to be realistic we got to be really realistic Um, before we even begin anything the first thing you want to know if they have children that's one of the number one questions I ask anyone that is a potential you know do you have kids and if you have any kids how many do you have Um, you got to take into account the amount of kids that you have yourself and what you're willing to accept and deal with in someone else who has children. So when you're talking about being in a relationship with someone with kids, you got to take into account, number one, the financial accountability that comes with it, the emotional accountability and the um, physical accountability that you have that's going to be required of you as the individual that's going to be part of this individual of your partner's life and their children's lives. So you have to take into account that, okay, um, if you decide to get into a relationship with someone um, who has kids. You gotta make sure that you're financially capable of even taking care of that individual along with the children that come with it because there is a huge responsibility that comes with it. I think one of the biggest things that people get so caught up in is the um the immediate gratification within themselves and that's just being in a relationship with someone that we tend to ignore our children. Now depending upon how old the kids are really depict um the level of responsibility that is placed on the on the partner that you're dealing with now if they're toddlers or you know preteens and and in some cases teenagers we have to take into account that um who you date is also who your children date you know per se um, when you're getting involved with someone who has children, you got to think, okay, you know, if they don't have any kids, then they may not have the patience and the time and the necessary um, desire to even be dealing with your kids on a more permanent set basis. So you want to make sure that before you even get involved with this individual, you need to find out how much they are into kids if they are Um, if they don't have any children now if they have kids you need to ask especially if you're a female dating a male with children you want to know how involved he is with this with his own kids because nine chance out of ten men who are not actively involved in their children's lives for whatever reason um, they may not be that much beneficial to you in your kid's life don't ever get into a relationship thinking that if you have a kid with this child that well you're going to be the one that, that makes him want to be part of his kid's life now now in some cases that may be but let's not let's not that let's not allow that to be the main focal point I think that's probably one of the biggest reasons why um, children should be you know brought into a marital Um, situation because not to say that it makes things easier but at least it kind of gives you the person that's dealing with this person a sense of security and knowing that okay you're in this together as opposed to you dating someone or you sleeping with somebody and oops I got pregnant and you know now the uncertainties of life where you're not really committed to each other on a marital standpoint now you know he has the, the the option of either being there or not being there she has the option of being there or not being there so we want to make sure that when we're talking to somebody or we're um, considering dating someone we want to make sure that one we want to know how many kids they have two you want to know if they have the financial stability to be able to be there for your kids are they are workaholic you need to know these things because sometimes people get into these relationships thinking that okay this is a replacement you know and no by no means are you know whoever you're dating you should have them uh, have a mindset of them being the replacement of their actual father. Not unless the actual father is absent and he or this guy that you're dealing with or this woman that you're dealing with have um, the characteristics that will display a nurturing, um, protective, caring, understanding individual Um, for your children. Uh, We got to make sure that when we're dating people that we don't take lightly that our children are going to be inadvertently affected by our relationship um, decisions. So when we make these decisions we want to make sure that we're making these decisions with our children in mind um, because they do ultimately um, become impacted by those decisions whether it be good or bad they are impacted Um, and you do want to include them because sometimes children see um, sometimes children see what we as adults don't see. And children are, are generally, you know, brutally honest if you allow them to be open up enough to express how they feel. Now, should they dictate your, you know, your sole outcome of your personal life? I wouldn't say necessarily, but we do have to take into account that you do have that responsibility. You don't want just anybody um, being, you know, into your home, you know, and you should never get comfortable with um, a man moving into your house and you bear really know who he is or um, his children haven't really got close enough to feel warm enough and then you want to be careful with that too because if that relationship doesn't last for whatever reason it can be detrimental to your children it can give them a sense of unwantedness a sense of abandonment even though you're there as the parent but when you have a, a parent that's a single mother and you're the father of the children are not there and then here you bring in this new guy that interest that's introduced to your kids and this guy decides to leave and then you bring in a new Guy, And then that guy decides to leave. And it's the same way with the females. You establish a sense of abandonment within the children inadvertently without even really realizing it or knowing it or thinking that. And sometimes we don't think about these things. We don't think about these things because our immediate emotions is what we're trying to satisfy. And sometimes um, it can be detrimental overall with our kids and with our own personal well-being because we have a sense of guilt and a sense of shame when the relationship doesn't work out and then we see how it affects our children and if you see how it affects you know our social life and how we deem the next relationship that we chose to get into so when we talk about being in a relationship with someone you want to make sure that the person that you're talking to can financially help assist in caring for your kids you want them to have that sense of financial stability because you got to understand now because sometimes people think that you know well She's got two kids, I got two kids. We can make it work, and, and then it becomes something, uh, it could become a stressor for the both of you because one, he may be having to pay child support, and in, in you, you know, maybe getting child support or may not be getting child support, whatever the case may be, it becomes a financial drain on the both of you. And you see both of your children are lacking because you got to take into account one, your children got to be picked up from school, dropped off to school, be to the gate, day, daycare, picked up from daycare. If you have to pay for daycare, you got to, you know, the cost. The daycare, uh, food, clothes, uh, basketball games, football games, cheerleading practices, any type of um, extracurricular activities that is involved with children and you're dating someone with kids, you got to take those things into account too. So, the, you know, sometimes we're looking for that time to spend with that significant other, but this person has like, you know, he has a, a greater obligation to his kids because he has to take his kids to, or, you know, wherever he's got to take his kids to. The kids got him for the weekend or you got him for the weekend. Whatever the case may be, we have to take into account that when we're getting into a relationship with somebody that has kids, you got to look at the big picture You know, I know personally, I don't want, you know, somebody with a bunch of children. That's just a personal preference of mine. You may want that. You may be okay with that and you may be able to afford that. But you had to take these things into consideration. So that's the first thing. The first thing would be the financial aspect of things. Secondly, you gotta take into account the amount of people that will be involved with you in this, in this children. So if this is a guy that has three kids and three different baby mamas, or if it's a female that has four kids and two different baby daddies, whatever the case may be. You gotta take into account. You gotta put those. You know. You gotta ask those questions, and you gotta put that stuff on the table. You can't be in denial and, you know, acting like it's not. Oh, it's just you know. Children. No. You need to know who he's dealing with because these people are going to be actively involved, um, in your personal life as well as that man or woman that you're dating may be actively involved in their in your personal life. So they're going to want to know each other who is this woman that, you know, is coming around my kid or who's this man that's coming around my kid? So you got to take these things in consideration. Is this something you want to be dealing with? Me personally, but it's just a personal thing. I don't want somebody that has that level of irresponsibility when it comes to multiple uh, partners and children coming coming into play, not unless it's a marital thing and then, you know, that's different. But when you're talking about you know individuals who are single individuals who um you know just making you know childish mistakes and they're just bringing babies into this world you have to consider the fact that their level of irresponsibility and whether or not they have matured from that or not you got to take that into consideration as well so it's not just the financial aspect and the amount of um Other partners that that person may be involved in with all the children that you have, but then you have to consider this individual, you know, where he's at, where he or she is at in their life right now. Are they mentally stable? Are they dealing with some um, emotional trauma that was not satisfied through therapy, that was not satisfied through some type of um, mental health medication or assistance? Are they battling with these things? Because if that is the case, then you're only going to promote a problem that is going to linger on into the new relationship that they're in. So you want to make sure that when you are dating somebody that has multiple children from different fathers, you got to consider their mental state. You got to make sure that they're mentally okay, because some in some cases they're dealing with some type of trauma that has not been addressed or has not been um, has not been resolved. So you want to know that. You wanna know where they are. Are they still at that, you know, insecure stage of life where okay, they feel like a baby is gonna tie you down, a baby is gonna keep you in alive, a baby is gonna keep you attached, a baby is gonna make you stay. Whatever the case may be, you need to know these things because that can set you up for failure. If a child is not what you want, if a baby is not something that you're really wanting to, you know, uh, be with that person to even create a baby with, because that is a huge responsibility. And it's it's an expensive responsibility for people who think that having children is, you know, is something that the government can just, you know, uh, take care of if if push comes to shove. No, it's still... A responsibility that whether the government is there to help assist you or not you still got to deal with the totality of that that child you know the emotional the spiritual the mental the physical aspect of that individual and make sure that that child grows up into a healthy environment so you still have that level of responsibility to ensure that that kid so people tend to think that when they get into these relationships with people with children that, you know, well, they're kids, you know, they're children. I'm the drug, I'm, I'm the adult. I'm grown. I, I do what you want. No, you can do what you want. But at the end of the day, you still have a responsibility to your kids. So you don't want your children to be in a situation where they're um, having to not like mommy's boyfriend or not like daddy's girlfriend because you know daddy is not there for me as much because daddy is you know with his girlfriend and her kids or mommy is not there with me as much cuz mommy is paying more attention to her boyfriend and her kid and their and his kids and you you don't want to send mixed messages you want to make sure that Um, you are sure of what it is that you're dealing with. And you got to make sure that this person, number one, is not a pedophile or a man that's not going to be abusive, um, a man that's not going to um, interrupt your relationship with your children because ultimately those are your kids that came from your womb, that came from your seed, and they are your responsibility. And so um, when we bring children into this, we want to make sure that um, we are addressing these dilemmas. So if you're having this as a dilemma, you want to make sure that you have this talk beforehand. Um, let's be proactive, be very proactive in addressing any concerns or issues that you may have with someone who has kids. If they have children, you want to ask questions. You know, you want to ask him how many kids he had, how involved is he in their lives? Does he participate in in their daily activities? Um, What made him not marry or commit to the woman that he was with at the time that he had the baby? Was he there when his children were born? These are all the questions that you really want to put on a table because it gives you the idea of what it is that you're dealing with, whether or not this person is still at a mature level or whether or not this person is still, you know, growing and has a lot more growing to do. Because at the end of the day, um, you know, when you're dating them and you get involved and God forbid, if you end up having a baby by him, then you just repeating a cycle of trauma that he himself or she herself has not resolved um, earlier on so we want to make sure that we we um, take those things into account and pay attention to it and be and be cognizant of it, you know. Don't just jump into a relationship because it sounds like a good idea. Don't just be, you know, having unprotected sex because, you know, you want that feel-good moment. Because the moment goes away and a child is a lifetime responsibility. And, you know, the ultimate, re- you know, result of that could be detrimental depending upon how um, how prevalent you are in making sure that your child grows up in a very healthy mature and nurturing environment so we want to make sure we we pay attention to those things so <clears throat> nonetheless I want you guys to just kind of consider these things. I will talk a little bit more about relationship dilemmas as it relates to children. But right for right now, this is just one part of the spectrum when it comes to kids. We'll talk more about, uh, we'll get into the deeper aspects of children and and the dilemmas that come with that in relationships in my next episode. In the meantime, you guys take care and I wish you all the best. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon to whatever part of the world you're in. This is PB&J with another episode of Relationship Dilemmas. Um, today's topic is going to be about dating famous people. Um, dating famous people. Um, wow, that's um, it's a very interesting topic in that um, I know sometimes people get um, starstruck by people who have such great talent and and not to definitely not to knock what it is that they do and how um they're gaining success. successes as um anybody, you know, you work hard to gain your momentum and so you wanna be able to um have that recognized and respected. So I, I don't wanna in no wise um take that from those who have really worked hard to get to where they are and the things that they had to go through to get there. Um, but nonetheless, it is a dilemma and it's definitely a dilemma. I know sometimes people have this misconceived notion that when they're dating someone who is popular or um, fan-based, they think that dating that individual will put them at that same level of importance um give you that same equal um, attention that can be um, at times um, definitely overwhelming but um, what people fail to understand and see the downside of that is one the private life is no longer private Um, it starts to become part of society's scrutiny Um, everything you say and do is under a microscope, and some people are okay with that. You do have some people who you know what you get the good with the bad um so so they're okay with being able to be in a relationship with someone who has um established a you know well renowned um reputation or image for themselves based upon their career choices, but the downside of that is. When you're dating someone um, of such high stature, you got to take into account that some people, and I'm not saying that all, depending upon where you meet that person at in their life, what stage did you meet them? Did you meet them at the stage of immaturity where they're still growing and learning and making mistakes and learning from them? Or have you caught them at that stage in their life where, you know what, they done played the game, uh, they are done with living whatever... The immature side of them um, has allowed them to indulge in prior to gaining that level of maturity. So you have to figure out where are you meeting this individual, where they're at mentally, emotionally, spiritually, where are you meeting this person? So when you're dating someone that is very well known and famous, and you really have to be the type of person that has a high level of self-esteem and you can't be easily distrustful in a lot of these situations because now you're placed in a position where this person is very well known and you do have people who don't care that you know that they're in a relationship or don't care that they're married or don't care about you know you having children or your long your long established relationship you do have people that are starstruck to the point to where they really don't care and of course, that in and of itself can become very taxing on the relationship. Um, so I guess the, the, the question is, what do you do? Um, well, first, before you even get to this point, if you have not, because um, you've got a lot of people who are successful people, date successful people, and I get that. But if you have gotten to a point in your life where you're financially stable and you're financially secure, you now, when you start getting into the dating realm, Of things you now have to not just be financially um, established, but you have to be mentally and emotionally established enough to where you can handle a relationship that at times can establish a level of um, scrutiny, stress, um, trust issues. You got to be able to deal with that, and not so much in a way to where you're you're nagging the significant other, but you wanna to get to where you're secure with the relationship enough to know that okay, this person loves me and me only, although he has a hundred thousand fan base um people that are just you know screaming at his very existence. Um, Or screaming at her very existence. You have to be able to then make the decision whether or not that is something that you really want to deal with. So these are some of the things that you've got to take into account. When you get into a relationship, one, be secure. Be happy with who you are first. Love, self first. First, you have to make sure that you're not so emotionally and mentally damaging or broken to the point where you get into a relationship with someone who is of um, high statue and a very big, huge fan base that you don't allow your brokenness that you have not cleared up to spill into the relationship because that's ultimately what will happen. If you're not to the place where you can be with somebody and feel secure enough to know that you can trust them, then you might not want to take those chances. Um, some of the other things that you will run into, as far as people who are very well known and have high status, they all have this godlike complex where um, they got it all together. Everybody's looking at them. Everybody is worshiping the ground they walk on. They get excited. They scream. Who would holler? Me personally, I've never been really. Um, I'm, It's hard for me to be starstruck by anybody. Um, Once you get to a certain age in life, there's a level of maturity that is established on the inside that you begin to realize they need me, I don't need them. Because without me, there would be no financial stability for that individual. So when you're getting to a relationship with someone like that, you take into account that, you know what? I'm just as important, Um, I'm just as valuable. And I love myself just enough to know that I trust this individual and know this person is going to be, do the right thing until they show me or prove to me otherwise. If you don't think that you are emotionally and mentally ready, don't put yourself to it because it can be horrendous. Now, some people, they don't mind, they don't care, it doesn't bother them one way or the other. But you want to make sure that you as the individual don't have this mindset of thinking that you have the capacity to um, supersede all of the fan base, the people who are actually establishing this individual's career, that's actually assisting in paying this individual's bills, this person that actually maintains a certain lifestyle based upon his fan base. So you have to now be okay with taking the back seat to hundreds of thousands of fans for the sake of a career, for the sake of a cushy lifestyle. Um, Sometimes people say, well, you know, you want um, success and they don't understand um, some of the sacrifices that is made on a daily basis to um, have success and to be able to sustain success. So one of the biggest things that I tell people all the time that when it comes to being in a relationship with someone who's wealthy and who's well-to-do and very well-known, you want to make sure that that is what you want. Not the fame, not the fortune, not the everybody see me, love me, admire me, adore me. Because if you go in there with a the mindset thinking, oh, everybody's going to like me because I'm with him and everybody, you, if you value your importance based upon someone else's success, then you're not really ready for the relationship. You're not relationship ready. And for those of you who are very well off and well-to-do, if a woman at any point gives you that vibe that their importance is based upon your importance, then you're going to have a long-term problem in your hands simply because, one, the level of insecurity will start to sink in. Um, You'll find that at some point as time progresses, they're going to feel um, a little less adequate and you're going to find yourself constantly licking wounds and trying to make them feel better about themselves because they're constantly bickering at you about what you're not doing and it just gets complicated after a while when you're dealing with someone who has a mindset of thinking and expecting um, you to cater to aspects of them that they should have already had resolved, which in this case, self-esteem and self-worth. So you want somebody who has that already because when you're going into an industry where you're dealing with lots of different people from all different walks of life, people with different cultural backgrounds and people with the different ways of doing and living things, you want to make sure that, You are where you want to be, and the person that you're with is where they need to be to be able to handle that capacity of commitment to people, strangers, that you don't even know and that you'll probably never see in a lifetime. So um, when you're in a relationship with somebody or desire a relationship with somebody, that is wealthy and the person and you two have to really make sure that you're okay you're not doing it because you want everybody to see you and adore you but you're doing it because you genuinely love that person and what it is about that person that makes them so special and so unique to you that you feel that there's a connection. Um, A lot of people, when they get into relationships with people who are well known, it's strictly money, it's strictly finances. But you have to remember that finances are only there for a little while. If life takes a turn for the worse, you know, is the love still going to be there? You know, are you still going to be committed to that individual? So my mom used to always say, you know how you coming into this world. We all know how we come into this world, but nobody knows how we're going to leave it. So if you go into a relationship thinking that you're going to be rich until you're 110, 120 years old, you're not preparing for life. You're doing it, you're going about it the wrong way. If you want to have an established relationship with somebody, you want to have it knowing that this person is, whether he has a dime in her pocket, whether she has any money in her bank, whether she, he or she has a good job, I love them. I love them with all of my heart. And those things are very important to consider when being in a relationship with someone of great wealth or great stature. You you know, you want somebody that's very humble in spirit, Not arrogant because arrogance is what causes a lot of marriages to come to a demise simply because one thinks that they're better than the other and the other one won't back down enough to say, you know what, I'm sorry, I want to make it work. You know, I love you and I want to be with you for the rest of my life type mindset. So I say all that to say this that if you choose to be in a relationship with someone who is very wealthy and well-to-do and have all their stuff together financially take into account you know dealing with these kind of people that have the ability to be able to um add to you you want to make sure they're adding to you for the right reason not for personal gain not for um social acceptance but because they truly genuinely love you and want the best for you all right? In our next podcast, I'll give you a little bit of more tidbits information regarding what to do to get a man to really be committed and devoted to you. Likewise, with a woman, how to get them totally and completely devoted to you. We'll have that in our next podcast. Until then, take care of yourself and each other, and we shall meet again.